Hello and welcome to How to Start Up, a podcast for anyone starting a company. This is a collection of conversations with people who have all successfully started, run and even sold their own companies, sharing not only professional but personal experiences on what we should be doing now, next or never. Hosted by me, Juliet Fallowfield, founder of PR consultancy for startups Fallowfield and Mason. In today's episode, we're joined by Tom and Chris Hannaway, brothers, housemates, and co-founders of alcohol-free beer brand Infinite Session. With a passion for great tasting beer, but a desire to incorporate some alcohol-free days into their lifestyles, Tom and Chris discovered a gap in the market for a vibrant and confident alcohol-free beer to enjoy during after-work drinks. Launched in 2018, Infinite Session beers are now stocked in leading UK retailers, including Sainsbury's and Whole Foods, plus have launched exclusively in the US state of Wisconsin in March 2020. Today they share advice on what to consider when expanding internationally as well as how to successfully work together as siblings. Hi Tom, hi Chris, thank you both so much for your time today. It's wonderful that you've joined How to Start Up. It would be great if you could start with a brief introduction as to who you are and a little bit about the company that you started. Okay, great. Yeah, no, great to be here. Um, So I'm Tom Hannaway. I'm one of the co-founders of Infinite Session, which I started with my brother. So Infinite Session is a alcohol-free beer company uh, that Chris and I launched back in February 2018. And yeah, we have a a range of um, craft alcohol-free beers with a core of three in our range at the moment, an IPA, uh, a pale ale and a lager. Felt like when you said your brother, it was a little bit through gritted teeth, maybe, or am I just imagining that? So Chris, I don't know if you want to introduce yourself. (laughs) Yeah, I'm Tom's younger brother, Chris, although everyone seems to think these days that I'm the older one, which I think is down to my (laughs) inferior skincare regime and less big head of hair but um yeah so I'm Tom's younger brother and um yeah (laughs) he said the rest for you so that's that's all good he said it all and why did you start your business when you did I think um we had grown up around the craft beer scene expanding in London we'd been living in London for five six years both of us throughout the sort of 2010s before we started the business and around us all these great craft breweries had sort of um, grown and developed and we were sort of drinking those a lot of the time but also we were sort of trying to keep active play sports and on those sort of days we were looking for opportunities to take nights off drinking which when you're in your 20s and in London and stuff it's sort of you know you take those opportunities when you can but you're still loving the taste of those sort of beers and craft beers we want we'd seen some of the non-alcoholic beers and thought they had so much potential to be to be great but nothing quite hit the spot in the same way as those other um craft beers so yeah we just set about sort of bringing the two kind of concepts together and given that you're brothers do you have other siblings that you haven't gone into business with we have one other sister who is currently not employed by the company (laughs) (laughs) and she's quite happy about that keeping you guys at arm's length I think our parents are probably quite happy about it yeah because how does it work as brothers like who's the ultimate decision maker when it's 50 50 no I don't think there is I, I I think we're really lucky in that we sort of mostly think mostly in a lot of the same sort of ways and yeah yeah got better at discussing things through I think ultimately if we have like if we don't agree on something we just sort of take a bit of time and then come back to it and that kind of thing and look sometimes that might mean that we don't move as quickly on maybe some of those sort of things as you might do otherwise but it's sort of definitely worth it in the long run in terms of like 
the conflict isn't worth it, especially we also live together, which uh, adds an extra layer of complication. And given if you live together, do you have to say, right, we're not allowed to talk about work anymore when you're socialising? How do you have that work-life balance between your business relationship and your brotherly relationship? I think we found quite a good way just to sort of have those boundaries in place. Obviously, living together, socialising together, working together, you end up spending a lot of time together it's been three three and a half years or so now and and you just learn how to how to do that and create those spaces in order to do that as well and is there anything right at the beginning that you would if you could undo go back and not do again I do feel that sometimes people can focus a bit too much on things like the logo or the web domain and all that kind of stuff that's and I understand it like I've been there I think people don't always sort of really think about the kind of the core insights and how they would explain the idea to uh, to people that well. Um, sometimes, I think really it's about having the most simple version of your idea. I think it was in the uh, book from the Innocent Founders like about the granny test or something like that. And I, we, we try and keep that in mind with certain things where if you've got this new idea, whatever it is, whatever technology is involved in everything else, probably even more important to be able to just explain it very, very simply. And I think I often, because I help clients with their messaging. And one thing I say in terms of media training is if you can say it with one breath, that's enough. I think that's a very good idea. Yeah. That's really interesting. So you really focused on your messaging, your your very core messaging that could land with any audience. So they understood what you were doing. And then had you taken that out to market? Had you been telling people what you were up to or did you sort of hide yourselves away and create your first product when you started which came first mm. Mm. I think it was a bit of both to be honest we focused mm. on the on the liquid and the branding as like yeah. the two core items to kind of get right at first um and so I guess in some ways we were I, we were a bit behind closed doors but I think it's really still important to share it with some people around you you know, I know some people worry about ideas getting stolen and that kind of thing, but you do have to be a little bit careful. But ultimately, you're probably not going to progress unless you are getting some of that feedback. Well, given that you've now created three pillars within your business, would you have any advice for founders who are launching a product based business in terms of, you know, in a fast growing sector? Would you go into heavily competitive space or is it better to pick something that's really niche? Where do you land on that side of things? What people often forget to do is really nail down their sort of sales channels and stuff like that. They can you can be almost a bit too product focused. And I've probably made that mistake before, but certainly within FMCG, the fact that it's fast moving means you need to sell a lot of stuff because, yeah. you know, ultimately the, the chances are your product's going to retail for under five quid, which means you're going to be selling it for maybe half that if you're selling it in bigger supermarkets and stuff. And early days, often, you know, a lot of companies don't make great margin when they're selling, especially into supermarkets and stuff. And that just means that you you could be making pence per item or whatever it is. And that just means you've got to actually make any money and keep yourself afloat. You've got to you've got to sell a lot of stuff. That's where you have to be able to find those channels that are volume. And that doesn't always mean supermarkets. It could be that you're like a really great item in in planes trains and automobiles as they say or like <laughs> you know a specific catering segment or something like that just so speaking more specifically about food and drink i was going to say once you've got your product ready to sell what how did you get it out there what was your first approach to tell either tell people about it or build that brand awareness through those retailers 
Uh, we were quite lucky that we launched at a beer festival and Tesco were at that beer festival. So um, we Amazing. six months later, we were sort of in there. And how does it work? Do they say we're going to test you in a few stores and then roll you out to all of them? Or is it case by case? No pun intended. Uh, no, it was, I think that, you know, there was, I think, 240 odd uh, that we were in. And I, I should say that we're not still there. We were in there for two years and now... We're in Sainsbury's and we have been for two and a half years now and it's doing really well. I think we were maybe, that's the thing, maybe with Tesco, it was a bit too soon where we hadn't mm-hmm. quite developed our products and our offering and our ability to do price promotions and logistics and everything else that came with it as, as well developed as it is now. And so, you know, maybe that timing, if we'd have been a, a year later or so, I think we would have uh, been able to take advantage of that opportunity uh, quite a bit better. But that doesn't mean that we won't have another potential chance if we do we continue to do well so yeah yeah, I don't know it's not like I wouldn't have taken that opportunity I think you've got to grab those when you can oh Um, yeah my favorite expression is experience is what you get after you've needed it (laughs) you're like oh yeah yeah exactly and then in terms of being self-employed you're wearing all the hats how do you stay invigorated and excited about what you do because you work like you've never worked before Mm -hmm. um no founder has ever told me they have a very easy day every day so how do you keep invigorated about sort of loving what you're doing at the end of the day you can only do what you can do and the rest is is out of your control Uh, and I think you you have to be comfortable with that um it's making sure that you do have you know other other interests that you don't you don't let go of you know your hobbies you know for example during lockdown when we were sort of stuck in stuck indoors living together working together you know we 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 started we started running um neither of us were in other directions from each other (laughs) (laughs) as much as tempting as that might have been sometimes no no (laughs) we um we just started running together and neither of us had been particularly like long distance runners um, before that. But by, by the end of lockdown, we'd run a marathon together. We realised that we needed to create a space. We still wanted to be able to do something together. That was a space where it was OK to talk about work. But at the same time, you know, naturally, we would just talk about other things as well. And challenging yourself in a completely different way that's got nothing to do with work. But obviously, the endorphins then fuel work as well, which helps. That's so impressive. Yeah. And fueled by non-alcoholic beer as well, presumably. That really would have helped. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there was a few alcoholic ones as well, don't worry. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> what would you say, and this would be a question for both of you, that what have you learned about yourselves in becoming your own bosses? I think the most has come in the last few years um, with us working together. And I think living together and working together forces you to kind of, you know, deal with each other in, in, a, in certain ways and just sort of, you know, learn more about each other and how you best sort of react when's good to take an idea or when's good to sort of push the gas, step off the gas and that kind of thing. Because, yeah, it wouldn't work, for example, if we were 100% intense with each other all the time. Like It's just not a feasible situation if we're living and working together. So, yeah, it's just about having that right rhythm. I think we've learned as well with certain parts of our work, it's really important to, you know, when you're selling with, with, say, a supermarket, it's just really important to respond and take an opportunity with both hands when it appears in front of you. And if that's, you know, working through the night, getting a parcel out to someone through, yeah, through the night or in crack of dawn the next morning or whatever, that's really important. Sometimes it might be from the way that we're set up. It's like we're not hand delivering stuff to, to Sainsbury's every day. So a lot of that does kind of work itself out but comes to the other aspects of the business there's a bit more of that sort of tempo and you just have to react when you can sort of sense that opportunity and tom how what do you think you've learned about yourself 
working with third parties, we we contract manufacture our beer, so we don't own our own, own brewery. And and just the importance of not only managing those relationships, but also choosing the right people to, to partner with in the first place. The importance of that is, seems like an obvious thing to say, but um, really kind of struck home over the last last few years. And given that you are wearing all the hats and you're running at such a pace and you're achieving great things and there is always more that you can do in the day, how do you take a break? How do you switch off? Have you taken a holiday day yet? And if so, how do you manage that? I think, I mean, now that we're however many years in, I think we probably, we, we'll, we'll, we'll take, we actually went on holiday together as well this year to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> only a little little city break to Porto but like we'll, we'll we're not you know we're totally fine with doing sort of stuff like that I mean yeah it's not like we're not really used to going on long beach holidays or anything like that there are times where you do have to work really hard but it's, it's unsustainable and I think with the way that we've set up and the way that we go about things it's really important to do the right things and in doing that you have to make the right decisions to do those things if that makes sense so I think by burning yourself out and trying to sort of sprint on that treadmill nonstop can just lead to unproductiveness and waste and making bad decisions, which in what we're doing can be really, really costly. That's such a good point. Yeah, I was I had to do a quite scary Instagram live today to a big audience and I didn't sleep last night because I was worrying about it. It was the first time I've had a sleepless night and I sort of kept dreaming about Instagram lives. And you're just not as efficient if you don't sleep well. And for me, I know I need to protect sleep. Last question for you, given that you are now and correct me if I'm wrong on this, but successfully in over a thousand outlets in the UK and you've mentioned Sainsbury's, Amazon, Whole Foods and Patty and Bun to name but a few. And in 2020, you also launched in the US market and I was wondering if you had any quick tidbits of advice I mean it's probably a very lengthy strategy to get into the US market but if there's anything you'd advise founders in terms of conquering that market well it's still very early days for us there and we got a bit set back by the pandemic because we started brewing there before just before the pandemic we'd been there in March 2020 at the start start of March just for the first canning I'd been there in February as well for the first sort of brew so I guess the learning lesson, if we'll have one, and like I say, it's still very early days for us, is we um, quite randomly brew in Wisconsin and only really sell in Wisconsin at this point. So a bit of a random state, a bit of like a, we just happen to have these connections basically from my old business that had sort of similarly had some, randomly had some roots in Wisconsin, but we're in like three different supermarket chains there. It's doing pretty well in the ones that it's in, but what that's meant is, you know, we've got a good control and good handle on most of the stuff that's sort of happening there. And we're kind of growing it sustainably. I think like America is just so big and just so, you know, for a company like ours, which hasn't raised tons of like capital to burn through and that kind of thing, it's we're trying to do it in a step by step approach. So we'll look to expand out now that we've we've started to do well in Wisconsin and and sort of go from there. I think it's like it's so easy to spend like money over there more than it is even here so it makes sense to take it in a step-by-step approach and we tend to do that for a lot of things like try and try things out on a generally on a smaller basis and then kind of try to scale them up amazing i think that's such good advice it's that you don't need to be all things to all people immediately and you can test and learn and then you can do it better the next time yeah thank you so much tom and chris for your time today it's been wonderful chatting to you about your incredible business infinite session yeah no absolutely it's been a pleasure thank you very much for having us it's been really great to talk with you about it thanks for all the great questions 
if you'd like to contact Tom or Chris, you can find all of their details in the show notes, along with a recap of the advice they have so kindly shared. Thank you for listening to How to Start Up. I hope these conversations offer you some confidence, encouragement and reassurance that you're on the right track. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I'd be so appreciative if you were to rate, review and subscribe as it will really help other people starting a company discover it. Thank you.